Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk the junk food trap, Snapchat dysmorphia, and more with guests Tim Moore and Jose Mejia. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Welcome back, Fit Clubbers. Uh, we have a special episode today. We got our great guest, Tim Moore, the vegan fat kid. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to have you back. Yeah. Return repeat customer. Yeah. <laughs> and we're joined by restaurateur, Jose Mejia. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Great to have you on again. Pleasure. Great to have you here for the first time. Awesome. <laughs> um, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Where can they find you, Miss Trinidad? Uh, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And where can they find you? I'm at Vegan Fat Kid Everywhere. Uh, we're the Vegan Hooligans. Awesome, awesome. Glad to have you guys on. We've got some great stories, and hopefully we can all just kind of chat about these, and then we'll talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, kind of turning your passion to purpose and what you're doing kind of with your veganism and what you've done here at this pop-up restaurant. Awesome. Um, but yeah, let's start off with this. Uh, rookie um, vegetarianism or veganism can be a junk food trap, so I guess we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but they're saying that a lot of people are eliminating stuff. You eliminate meat, you know, you go vegan, um, but you're not really making the correct replacements, and that people are replacing these what, what could be healthy replacements with french fries chips and kind of overloading on that for me I knew once I found out Oreos were vegan you know that was my you know, okay I can do this thing <laughs> but uh, and it can lead to anemia ADHD and fatigue but they do have a couple of recommendations to kind of balance this one of them being eat the rainbow uh, make sure that your plate is full of different colors uh, the second is beware of processed foods um, keep it really simple the third is drink a lot more water. And then the fourth is be intentional. Make sure that you are really um, trying to focus on getting some sort of balance. Um, having seen your Instagram, uh, I've seen your food looks amazing. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. But with vegan food, I never know, like, is it healthy or not? Because, you know, it, it does use a lot of plant-based ingredients. And I just assume that's always healthy. Yeah, I think that uh, the idea of veganism being a, a kind of health choice isn't necessarily the reason that you're vegan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a plant-based diet, which a lot of athletes have adopted. And I was just at, actually at the uh, Switch for Good Athletes Summit this weekend. Um, there was a bunch of pretty serious plant-based athletes. Um, they were all in really good shape. So <laughs> I'm a big fan myself and just my personal journey of a plant-based diet. Before I went vegan, just adopting a plant-based diet for kind of health and fitness. of a kind of 80-20 split. Mm-hmm. So 80% I eat nutrition for my body, make me feel good. And 20% I eat my emotions. So that's kind of... And so my Instagram might probably be 20% emotional. So, so I'm probably like pimping my emotions right there. Like quite a bit. So that's where... I mean, that, that's kind of how it looks for me. Now, me transitioning my plant-based diet into veganism, I found after about six months of eating sunshine in the form of plants that I healed my gut to the point where our guts control our brain. So now I'm having healthier thoughts and I'm caring about things that I didn't care about before, meaning the animals, the planet, the environment, and all the things that go into veganism. So that's kind of where I'm at with this whole kind of junk food versus veganism versus abs. So, so it was never a, a trap for you. You always made sure you kept it balanced. I, I keep it balanced just like a, you, know, you, you try and balance everything. Um, but as far as... Like, if you look at all diets, and I know we talk a lot about fitness, especially on the show. If you look at all diets, the actual kind of three things they all have in common, whether it's Zone or Atkins or Paleo or veganism, if veganism is a kind of a health diet, um, it's no sugar, mm. 
don't eat processed foods, eat more vegetables. Yeah. So those are the kind of three tenets of all these diets, mm-hmm. and that's why these things kind of work if you take those things out or put them in. Um, so I'm not a big fan of waving the, you know, veganism as a dietary choice as opposed to a kind of lifestyle. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I totally see where you're coming from. A lot of people are... Smash the Oreos a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. And they're like, for the animals. I really, for me on the couch. And how, how do you balance that? You, you make some really great comfort food. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. it. Uh, for me, it was just, I was never really a big meat eater. Yeah. So the transition wasn't hard for me. It's really uh, getting the knowledge, which was a difficult part for me. It's like I became vegan. When I became vegan, the hardest part was um, knowing what to eat. Yeah. Not the whole transition. And then after, you know, being, you know, involved, um, I started cooking vegan, and then I, that's where my passion came from. Yeah. And I started cooking, and then I started, you know, learning more about the different causes, and that's what keeps me going. That's basically how my transition was. Oh. You know, so it's never, never really hard where, oh, it's hard to give up this. It's like I was never really a big meat person, so... And how do you distinguish between junk food, um, veganism, and, or not, you know, what is junk food in the vegan world, and what's just, you know tastes really good and you know it's also vegan well like even like with uh sweets yeah when i was vegan when i wasn't vegan i never really ate like sweets so the whole like i said whole transition was never hard yeah. my weakness is like french fries yeah. potatoes things like that mm-hmm. but even like burgers you know i love making burgers but i really don't eat them you know yeah. my weakness, burritos that's my two-go-to yeah like, i think burritos are healthy no i think especially his <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> yeah, percent. no because i think we sometimes we talk about junk food but then i also know i i figure out what what is characterized as junk food Right. Well, I mean, I think it just it's individual too, yeah. and whatever you play to whatever your weaknesses are. So, say for instance, you know, you stop drinking alcohol, or you want to stop drinking alcohol, but you find like this little thing that oh, vodka is like sixty calories. Mm-hmm. So you start relying on that more. Or for me, it's like when I stopped eating candy, I started eating way more fruit, but it's more than what I really needed. Yeah. So it's kind of finding out what your weaknesses are, and then kind of going going from there. But I think people who um, stop, it's, it's just the reason why they become vegetarian or vegan. If they feel like they this is what they have to do, then they're going to just try to find all those outliers, those little cheat outliers to do that yeah. versus, you know, the real reason why they should do it. Yeah. So, you know, that's, they have to kind of balance that out. Yeah, and I think we're, we're very emotional, aren't we? And so uh, my, my account looks like, uh, I'm vegan packet, you know, my account looks like it's aimed at vegans in my vegan community, and, and I, I love this community we're part of, but really it's aimed at the, the non-vegans. Yeah. And uh, comfort food and your childhood kind of emotional mm-hmm. Uh, treats uh, one of the kind of tools in our arsenal of saying, telling people like you could go plant based you could go vegan um, and still enjoy all these things like whatever you're emotionally attached to whatever grandma used to make you you know Saturday morning while you're watching cartoons we can veganize that for you you, you don't lose anything so um, it, it's been a real interesting way of attracting people to this lifestyle Yeah. so like I, I still when I see somebody comment on my thread and you can tell it's, say, a young lady that uh, has a non-vegan boyfriend that she tags in a, bur- in a burrito <laughs> post yeah. and then he comments back and he's like, all right, I'd eat that. Yeah. And then I do the little fist pump because I'm like, yes, you know, you're we, just we're like- getting through. We're getting through because no one ever, you know, no one ever said like, ah, oh, I would go vegan, but I, I don't want to give up salads. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody, yeah. you know. Um, uh, from that, we got to talk about uh, Vegan Street for Nights that you guys are um, oh, yeah. you're going to be at participating in, and you'll be at, of course. You, you curate Vegan Street for I Nights. Um, you kind of go through and you select the vendors. 
Yeah, so I try and put this album together. So I, I produce records for a living um, out of my studio in Highland Park. And uh, I've really been fortunate for the last three years to team up with Vegan Street Fair with yeah. Jessica. And we kind of put together this album where I bring you 15, 16 of my favorite vendors from across LA, San Diego. We're fortunate enough to bring up a, a Anthem Vegan and Donna Jean this year. Um, and I, I make sure I play you the hits. And here's all the things you want to eat. Here's your burritos and your, here's your center vegan, your vegetinos, your hooligans. And then I slip in some deep cuts. You know what I mean? So here's the stuff that maybe you haven't tried that I think you should try. So we have like Alchemy Organica and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, it's trying to, trying to, you know, how alleys spread out, man. Yeah. You probably spend a lot of time driving. Yeah. You know, trying to get from place to place. So I bring them all into one spot. And so you don't have to go nowhere. What I love is Saturday night is like the 21 and overnight. They got the, the mm-hmm. beer garden, like the alcohol and the drinks. Uh, and so the next story is about alcohol giving you the munchies. And, of course, getting the munchies at a place like Vegan Street Fair can be a little uh, deleterious maybe. <laughs> so, uh, But they're saying that uh, the reason alcohol may give you the munchies is that it plays on your, your leptin and can actually uh, influence your feelings of satiety and your uh, feelings regarding food intake, whether or not you've had enough or you're full enough. So between that and people just consuming more because their inhibitions are lower and then alcohol actually also having calories, it can be a deadly combination uh, of uh, eating. What do you do uh, when you're trying to trying to overcome that, trying to make sure that you do have a balance, you don't do too much, you're having some water maybe with uh, your... This is easy, man. Or no mixers. <laughs> easy. You come on Sunday because almost everybody resets on Monday. If you make your cheat day on Friday, you'll probably carry that through the weekend. So if you smash what you got to smash on a Sunday, wake up Monday morning, go, all right, I got to get back on the train. <laughs> nice. Done. Good to go. That's yeah. there you go. Solved, problem solved. Moving on. <laughs> I also like, too, where um, you almost treat it, you do want to have alcohol, you almost treat it like a dessert. Mm-hmm. So you have it after your meal versus having it during your meal. Because if you do the combination of both, then you're going to want more alcohol. You're going to want, yeah. you know, all that. So then you're adding it versus if you have water with your meal and then you have alcohol as a nightcap dessert type thing that it's not... You're not having as much, and usually, well, my MO is usually just passing out. So Wait, wait, what's your alcohol of choice? Um, my alcohol of choice... What's this dessert alcohol? What are we doing? Well, it's not a dessert alcohol. Okay. My alcohol of choice when I'm watching my my calories is I'll do, I'll do vodka with a little bit of... I'll do a flavored vodka with a little bit of juice. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, like, water it down. Just, so that would be, like, my... Well, what I If I'm not, like, doing all this stuff, definitely, like, margaritas, sex on the beach... Long yeah. tea. But if I have that combination, that's when all the inhibitions are gone. Because the trick is, yeah. right, with any of these kind of high-carb drinks, is the job of a carb is to make you want more carbs. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's like having one chip. It just doesn't happen, right? So it's like having one beer. Now, the first beer makes you want the second beer. But if beer. you have it before you're going to bed, then you just go to bed. Yeah. That is true. And, and they did or find that sex, people that drink... Oh. <laughs> also <laughs> burns calories. Uh, <laughs> um, but they did find if you drink during dinner or right before dinner that you actually consume far more calories. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> Bloody science, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you may not want to pregame before you go to vegan street fair. Uh, but yeah, so they say also make sure that you drink a lot of water, you uh, don't keep unhealthy snacks around, and that uh, you have some other healthy options that are accessible. Yeah, uh, all jokes aside, real quick, uh, that one, the second point you made, don't keep unhealthy snacks around. I actually am a kind of binge eater. So historically, yeah. I've been a binge eater, and I'm pretty self-aware. Same. So I don't actually keep any food in my house at all. Yeah. There's zero food in my house. Wait, so what do you cook with? What do I... No, there's no cooking. So there's no cooking or, or food in my house. Uh-huh. 
So that way uh, I avoid step two. And, well, no, I actually uh, I adhere to step two. And so if I want to eat something, if I want to go smash the hooligans, whatever, uh-huh. I have to, you know, put my shoes on and, and leave the house and go get it. So I put barriers in my way to make sure that I can't mindlessly, you yeah. know, binge watch, watching Netflix. I know? do that with junk food. I mean, I keep regular, like, normal oh, okay. healthy yeah, foods, yeah, yeah. hummus. Yeah, like, I would eat that too, though. <laughs> I would smash all of that as well. But I'm sure, you know, a bag of oranges is still, you know, probably too much sugar. For me, it's funny because the same thing I don't have any food at my house yeah. and I actually do not enjoy cooking for myself really? I love cooking for others yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't like cooking for myself really yeah so like when I'm cooking at the restaurant I'm, I'm super excited you know but then when I want to make something myself it's the simplest thing ever yeah, huh. I, do, I, do, I, do that do fi- I find that with chefs though. Do, uh, do you find that when you when you grow with other chefs, it's really simple food. It, it, yeah, even if they're at a high end restaurant, they come home, they eat simple. Well, because if you're cooking something for other people, it's usually like you put more thought you into put it. Effort, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and then the plates, washing them, all that stuff, and you do it by yourself. Now you have to eat it, then you have to clean it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you don't want to do. I, my stuff is very like I just saute some stuff together, and that's it. Like it's very simple because I don't want to. You know, if you do a casserole, Jesus, it's a whole other yeah. issue. So, What's it, so, did your family get to <laughs> partake? Well, I guess you're cooking for them when you cook for them. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like I said, like I, I never had food in my house, you know. And then it, just the fact when I cook for people, and, yeah. I, and I love cooking for people, yeah. that's been tried out, and get their opinion, and then and move forward from that. <laughs> that that's so interesting. So, uh, are you going to be at Vegan Street Fair making the food yourself? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So actually, we're gonna be there like you know this, the weekend, uh, and then we're gonna be cooking there. And I'm I'm gonna probably be in the back cooking, making sure everything's. I'm really particular when I get the dishes out. I want to make sure everything tastes. It's hard for me to like let go sometimes. Yeah. So just being at the festival, I want to make sure that you know I, we everything that comes out is is to par. And then you know later on I'll go out and hang out, but you know I just want to check it out. And you and you started this from like to, from a restaurant to doing this sort of vegan pop up. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, I was born and raised in Highland Park. Yeah. We're all the vegan mecca, you would say, right? Uh, I live in Eagle Rock right now, 10 minutes away from there. Uh, and um, sometimes it's it's there wasn't vegan food, like, close by. So then, living in Eagle Rock, I found this uh, diner, and it was always closed at night. And I actually went to go talk to the um, owner, and I proposed what I wanted to do, you know, to basically uh, create vegan food out of, out of the restaurant, and uh, it kind of just happened from there, you know. Um, my goal was to um, not only be able to have vegans check out the diner, but also uh, help out the community around and have other non-vegans come to the restaurant. And uh, and that's basically what my, my main goal has been, and it's been pretty awesome since then. So, And how did you decide to become vegan? Uh, so I, I was working for a, a vegan vendor, uh, and I just would always eat their food. And then... Uh, it happened to be that they needed some uh, help for Coachella and I reached out to them and I went to go work and I just fell in love with the community and I started I quit my job I had been working retail for 16 years plus and I was like you know what I can't do this anymore and I just quit my job and I started working for this vendor and I just fell in love with it and just finally uh, after a few years I decided you know it's time for me to move on and do something myself and kind of just happened and I think it's so interesting. What did what did how did you face that decision of quitting your job and deciding to kind of take that leap? Ah, uh, just it was it was just time, you know. And part of it was because, like I said, I was never a meat eater. Yeah. So the transition for me was just knowledge, mm. 
people guiding me. So um, the owner of the truck, um, she, you know, I would talk to her and she would kind of guide me. Hey, you shoot this, you know. I started doing some meal prep, and then I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And then now it's like, you know, I now the power of the internet, you could go online, you could, you know, learn how to cook different things, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just that knowledge, you know, it's just basically going from point A to point B. Yeah. So. And was similar for you when you uh, decided to go vegan with just a no- with just a knowledge leap. Yeah, I mean, I'm from uh, from a part of uh, New Zealand. Well, actually, all of New Zealand really is really uh, meat heavy. So I didn't know any vegans. I heard the word before. That was about it. And so when I decided to go vegan, it was a kind of overnight decision. And and uh, yeah, it was for health and fitness reasons, for sure. And um, I didn't know what to eat, so I had to go find it. And I don't cook. I don't know him. <laughs> so, so I had to go to restaurants and go, what, what how do vegans eat? Yeah. And that's kind of how it all got started. And uh, my memory is so terrible. Mm. My mate was like, oh, you should take pictures of these uh, dishes at the restaurant so you can remember where you went and put it on this thing called Instagram <laughs> so you can organize it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, yeah, vegan fat kid on the Instagram is really just a scrapbook. It was kind of my digital breadcrumbs. Yeah. Or like, where the hell do I go next? Mm-hmm. And you've evolved into kind of showing people that you can build a muscular body Absolutely. and um, live a vegan life. But we that also leads a little bit to dysmorphia. And the next story is about Snapchat dysmorphia, uh, where we, we kind of look at ourselves and we don't see um, what's really in front of us. Uh, they're saying that 55% of plastic surgeons are reporting that people come in um, with pictures of selfies and say, can you improve my look but in a selfie manner and many of these doctors are reporting that they give the mirror to the patient and the patient's like well you can't really see it here but when I show you this picture of myself you can see it and so I I think we're living in that age where we are seeing ourselves more than we've ever seen ourselves you know I don't remember my mom scrolling through pictures of herself um, growing up. So uh, how do you guys deal with that, especially you when you are kind of out there trying to promote this sort of lifestyle? Yeah, I actually find it funny. Like, people hit you up, especially younger people, and they're like, hey, send me a picture from when you were this or that. And I'm like, oh, I was a little little chubby kid running around. <laughs> and my, you know, I wasn't asking my mom to take pictures of me. We just didn't have that, you know, yeah. in the 80s and, and what have you. You just weren't walking around taking photos of yourself. <laughs> and so it's, just, it's a whole new phenomenon now. It's a whole new world. And... um I think before, I don't think anything is new. I think all of these things existed, but on a much smaller scale. So the internet and social media has, it's kind of like everything on steroids. So basically you scroll through your phone and you just find all these different reasons that you are not enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not whatever it is. And that's a little bit different than before because before you leave your house and it would be on a billboard and a magazine on the telly. Um, but it wasn't just coming into your phone, into your bedroom a- as much. So you've got a whole new generation of, of kids that are feeling a bit uh, average about themselves. And um, and I think I'm actually, uh, you know, I still deal with some of that myself uh, from being a fat kid and having to deal with my own kind of body dysmorphia. And then, like, we get into it in the gym where you're not, now not big enough. Yeah. Now you're not <laughs> muscular enough. And so actually if we are out there, and we've talked about this um, off-camera kind of stuff about speaking to the, the men within our, our kind of plant-based vegan community and trying to dispel some of those myths because apparently we're not meant to worry about this stuff <laughs> as men, you know? Right. Yeah. But we do. And so trying to... Uh, to So much of uh, eating meat is attached to our masculinity mm-hmm. and that's attached to our you know, muscularity and being bigger and all this kind of dominant stuff and trying to break down some of that. And we're using social media instead of feeding into our uh, dysmorphias trying to you know use it as a tool to tell people that you're enough man 
mm-hmm. you are enough konehaya. Yeah, because there is, I mean, there is a positive side to it. You can surround yourself with positive mentors and positive people. Yeah, and you, and you, you know, representation, especially in the last year to two years, representation, we've been talking about it more and more about how important it is, especially when you're younger. You want to see positive images of yourself mm-hmm. on whatever media you're consuming, and it's mad important, and that's why we fight to to build these platforms to allow different voices to to get on there. Because there's, you know, I've been seeing myself in media since I was a kid, but you know, as a as a white male, I mean, of course I am, because we get to set the norm. But there's so many people that haven't seen themselves, and even within our vegan community, they're still not seeing themselves. Yeah. And so, like we are now using these tools to try and level that playing field as best we can. Yeah, I'm trying to... We, I think we try to espouse the black vegan <laughs> lifestyle. Well, I mean, it, it's coming up. You see a lot of hip-hop artists and stuff yeah. doing that. So it's it's not as... Um, I remember a friend of mine who was a comedian, he became, like, stop eating chicken, and everybody's like, he has to be sick. Like, he's dying. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, yeah, there's, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of... It's come. It's coming along because you're seeing a lot of people doing it, especially with people like um, I think Angela Bassett was talking about. Like she doesn't really eat meat. I think she eats salmon like once a week or something like that. And you look at her and she's sixty. Yeah. So if you look at these positive in- images and they look amazing, mm-hmm. then you know those are like encouraging versus you know. I mean, if, yeah. and if you want to just talk about statistics and numbers, I heard the other day that the number one uh, plastic surgery takes place in Korea, and oh. the, and the number one plastic surgery operation is to do with your eyelids. So clearly um, there's a a desire to still, you know, aspire to this kind of Western idea of beauty and and, and all the rest of it. So just in the last month with a couple of films coming out now and a couple more on the way where the Asian community now is getting represented more Mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's uh, – I'm positive, man. I feel optimistic about this stuff. I kind of feel you have to, you know. But there's always a James Baldwin quote where he talks about like – I'm an optimist because I'm alive kind of thing, you know? Because it's like, if, if everything sucks, then just stay in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. So. You cannot not have faith, else it's just pointless. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're out here trying to do some positive stuff with, uh, like, in spite of these statistics, yeah. we're out here, man. <laughs> and I think, I think it's super helpful, especially for the minority community, because we are so tied to our ethnic foods, and we think, well, mm-hmm. that can't be made vegan, because it mm-hmm. just seems like, how could you possibly do that? Uh, and so it's good to even have a representation and know that you can have this sort of food. Even a name, I, I heard an activist talk about one time, and he was probably in his uh, mid-60s or 70s. Um, I think he's from Mississippi, and he was like, soul food, that shit's been killing my people for centuries, mm-hmm. oh, for generations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, that's a powerful way to look at it. Yeah, because it was pretty much scraps. Yeah, yeah, and you know, even in my country back in New Zealand, and I haven't been back since I've been vegan. Really? To be honest, yeah. No, I haven't gone back, and... Uh, our chief export in our country there's like historically there's been 20 sheep per person in my country so our chief export is lamb so if you eat lamb here in the United States it came from New Zealand and so us to cruelty free our culture also Mm -hmm. and to get off that thing that is like but that's our identity Mm -hmm. if we don't have that what do we have Mm -hmm. and it's like nah man our cultures are not static they come into the future with us we bring the best bits you know what I mean and so I can't unknow what grandma didn't know right yeah, it's 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 vegan. Just not just a diet. It's almost sort of like a cultural revolution to kind of change 100%. and shift attitudes mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm totally like you are. I'm totally up for the conversation about um, plant based uh, diets as far as health and fitness because I really believe in that. Oh yeah, and, you know what I mean. And so that's a really important uh, kind of gateway to get into this whole kind of conversation in space. Yeah, and I and I think one of the biggest things when it comes to health and fitness is sleep. Uh, and I think we all kind of fall into the trap of necessarily thinking. 
or, or not necessarily thinking if we sleep more, it's going to be beneficial. Uh, and so Ariana Huffington and Elon Musk actually got into a Twitter war about this. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he had reported, he'd reported in the past working 120 hours a week, and she said, you know, you need to take a break, and she kind of wrote him an open letter um, letting him know that downtime, unlike for a machine, is a bug, but for a human it's actually fe- a feature. It's one of the good things that, you know, we have accessible to us to make us operate um, at a high level. And for you guys, when you following your passions and kind of living this full-time, 24-7, how do you find that balance? Or have you found the balance? Are you still struggling Yeah, how's balance? your balance going right now? <laughs> uh, you're pretty, pretty good. You're pretty, uh... Well, I think sleep is definitely key. Um, but sometimes it's hard because mm-hmm. my mechanism, it's like I'm always trying to think about the new thing yeah. and do different things. So... I, I tend my body just kind of just gives off to me sometimes and it's like hey you need to get some sleep and that's when I okay I gotta take a break but other than that I mean I think yeah sleep is definitely important just because you need it, it you just gotta you can't function without sleep yeah I think that was really nice of Ariana to write that too she was very concerned yeah. <laughs> She's just like, you know what? I worry about you, man. Did she actually well, tag her book in it, too? Well, well, her thing with her book is she wanted people to have eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Which is... They say historically that's not accurate for the geniuses of our time, don't they? They right. say between four and six hours, uh, kind of Einstein, that kind of thing is, is is what they're getting. Yeah, even one of some of the top like musicians and producers and stuff like that, they're getting four to six hours. And, and there is some variation because some people are genetically mm-hmm. um, able to feel more rested on less sleep. Mm. I think too is what you're if you're doing your passion versus you know driving a bus. What? Sorry, passion. Sorry, but um, you know. Yeah, no, I think that level of anxiety you carry around is huge. I think more mm-hmm. so than anything else because it's not the number of hours you got; it's the quality of those hours, mm-hmm. right? So myself, just in the last month, I've had a lot of stuff going on in uh, in my recording studio and all the rest of it. And I've also been trying to hold on to 10 pounds of muscle that my <laughs> yeah. body didn't want to hold on to. And um, I was talking to a mate of mine the other day about it, and it's just like, man, I'm, I'm eating. I'm getting the hours in, mm-hmm. in, in in sleep. I'm eating and I'm, I'm training, but the weight's coming off, uh, not in a good way. Um, and we got to talk about cortisol and all these kind of you know uh, hormones that get released when mm-hmm. you're super stressed out. Mm-hmm. So trying to re- reduce that stress, and I think that's maybe more important. And it's like for some people, reducing stress is sleep. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's going to Costa Rica and sitting around in a swimming pool. <laughs> um, Might be feng shui in your spot. Yeah, 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 meditation, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you. Maybe it's coming to Vegan Street Fair Nights on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> maybe uh, that's your your release. But whatever it is, um, we talk about that. You can only train as hard as you can recover. Yeah. So your mission is recovery. When you are not in the gym and you are not training, you are in recovery mode. And so it's self-care, man, because Ariane is not hitting us all up. Yeah. <laughs> Would it be nice to get to that? I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah. My mom doesn't even have <laughs> care and concern. <laughs> I'm sure Elon's getting rest when he needs it. Like he's, you know, we've seen him or, you know, we've seen him partying. He hangs out with his girlfriend. Like that's not working time. So, I mean, I'm sure he's getting it, but at this period... Uh, I don't know, though. He had that little meltdown recently where he was just kind of... I'm going private. Well, the whole thing, too, is the whole thing with Tesla. I mean, there are people with back orders from Tesla from the last two years. So he's definitely feeling the pressure. And now with Apple saying that they're coming out with a car... I mean... Wait, I missed this. Apple's coming yeah, out Yeah, Apple's coming out with a car. What? Yeah. That's oh. on next week's show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know, he could probably feel the pressure of his competitors. Yeah. So. But, like, maybe his capacity for stress is higher, right? Yeah. Most so likely. Like, like for somebody yeah. to be the head of that type of company, 
you have to be because now you're at one point you're managing a lot of people now you're managing people who are managing people and you would think you it would be. get easier and we were talking about this is like the, is there ever a point where no I think if you're biting, Musk, biting off more than you can chew yeah. then once you've bitten that bit you go and bite another bit mm-hmm. that's kind of what I feel but he could literally unplug and say hey let me just stop and you know and he probably does it's just not no, as, I mean I mean get Tesla out of his life he's got millions billions but relax. that's probably his baby it's like you just somebody saying telling you don't do Fit Club anymore but, but it's billions like, yeah, well, yeah that's fair that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> alright then <laughs> um, but it's just like it's like artists right it's like you know what were you like oh I have a um, for my music I have a, an agent and you know sometimes I go and pitch songs and she's like oh that was nice you gave me what's now but we need what's next and so, you know, Elon's worried brutal. about what's next. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. But Elon's worried about what's next, you know. He's probably yeah. got this uh, mapped out. Mm-hmm. He's probably got the rocket you can drive around through his tunnels that's already built in his mind. Yeah. And, and speaking of what's next, what's next for you? Uh, well, Are we going to get a permanent, uh, permanent uh, vegan hooligans? That's the plan. My, my plan, I definitely, I, I feel like I've uh, enjoyed it, being able to serve food in my community. Mm. Now the second goal is to basically go around and I got, what I want to do is travel yeah. and basically take hooligans, you know, different places. Nice. Um, but yeah, I just take it day by day, you know, just see where it takes me. Definitely, uh, I think I'm, well, I know I'm in a very happy place right now. It's a different type of stress that you have when you're working and you're doing stuff that you're not happy. You know, after a while, you just, you're not happy anymore mm-hmm. and you're just stressed and then you don't sleep. Yeah. Now it's like, if I don't sleep, it's because I'm, I'm trying to, like, come up with new things. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. That's, because like, your happiness meditation. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there's def- definitely a lot of things I want to do, you know, but I'm just taking it day by day, you know, like, doing Beacon Street Fair this weekend. Uh, next month, month I want to revamp the menu, you know, just yeah. different things, you know. I just want to be able to do what, I, what I'm doing right now and just live life, you nice. know. So... And what's next for you, Mr. Uh, Moore? Definitely more sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> After this... Yeah, no, it's, uh, I got some big plans going on at the studio and some music stuff and definitely some vegan facade stuff. Um, we just, we got, we got our eyes on this weekend. So, you know, we're trying to pour our, uh, all our energies into giving you guys a fantastic two day party. Yeah, but you had the, you had the clothing line. Are you still doing more clothing, of that? Yeah, train vegans going yeah. really well. We got some new uh, items coming up. I just, uh, had a meeting about that yesterday. So we definitely have some more, uh, some more fun stuff to do with that. And, uh, it's just about time, isn't it? It's like we have all these plans, but it's like how much time you got in the day? Yeah. So it's just trying to like, I need an assistant for my assistant. <laughs> I don't have an assistant. But then you're the kind of person that wants to make sure that you... Yeah. yeah that's a thing. It's like, yeah. how do you give up control? By the time me and Elon are sitting in the hot tub talking about this stuff, <laughs> it'll be too late. Um, what's next for you, man? What's going What's going on with you? Fit Club Five, and that's going to be it? five rapid fire questions. We're going to ask you two. <laughs> right now. Wait, that's wow. what, that sounds like that's what's next for us. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, um, that's a good five. It's a It's a segment where we ask you five rapid fire questions, for the, so the viewers get to know you. So you just kind of answer off the cuff. You guys can answer at the same time, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, see where we go. Oh man! <laughs> I thought you were really talking about like a new project. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Can you mention it? All right, uh, so here we go. So, um, uh, who's the last person you text? Uh, Jose. I said I was on my way. That's my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was me. <laughs> dream, <laughs> dream dinner guest. Oh. I'm a huge Marilyn Manson fan, so. Who? Marilyn Manson. Oh, He's actually okay. playing tonight, too. So, really nice. Yeah. 
Oh, I got to go with Elon then because now I got questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you were in death, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Breakfast, hundred percent breakfast because uh, you are less likely to be a serial killer if you order breakfast and eat breakfast because that is the lowest percentage of death row meals are breakfast. So people would just think. So if you eat breakfast, you are, so if if, <laughs> if 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 people that eat breakfast, so let me <laughs> let me get back. This is actually a really important statistic. So people who do eat breakfast are less likely to end up on skid row. Uh, sorry, on death row. But but you're you're already there. You're gonna die. So yeah. yeah but I'm trying to warn everyone else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would still get breakfast if I like breakfast. Pancakes, breakfast. Nah, breakfast burrito. Breakfast burrito. <laughs> nice. I think I would want to get a drink. A drink. Well, you get to eat with the drink. Yeah. Um, it's going to up your appetite, man. You make <laughs> yeah. 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 Now. Yeah. yeah. Probably lasagna. Lasagna? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I like that one. Something heavy. Yeah. Things to go to sleep. Is it on the menu? No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> if you were a crayon, what color would you be? Burgundy. Uh, I'd be orange. <laughs> and favorite junk food? Ah, uh, burritos. Hooligan fries. Nice. And I think I think do we have a in the booth of pictures of some of the food uh from Hooligans? Possibly. Possibly. I can pull it up just give me a second. Okay, sounds good. Um yeah, because I, I saw some of the, the images and I was just like, oh my gosh. Uh when you're thinking of this food, how what's going into the process of like making this food or like creating the food? Um and like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's attracting uh non vegans yeah. to try the food. Yeah. So I, I label my food, or, you know, as a vegan comfort food mm. because it's definitely like burgers, you know, like French fries, all that stuff that looks like it's not vegan. Yeah. But you try and we're like, wow, you know. So that's basically what you know. Oh wow! Yeah. I ate that. A lot of it, it's, you know, it, and people eat with their with their eyes yeah. first, you know. So, you know, the food could taste delicious, but if it's not visually enhancing, and, and then, you know, what's in this? Oh, that is a uh, breakfast burrito. It has. Uh, it's we're a small operation, so everything yeah. is we make everything ourselves, you yeah. know. So it's pretty much a potato scramble with chorizo. Uh, we got we use follow your heart cheese, nice fresh wok, and we got some beans in there. See, like I, it's comfort food, but I think that's pretty healthy. I think mm-hmm. you're no, 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 the somebody. macro breakdown of that is pretty good. I try yeah. to aim for a macro. Break. I, I try to hit like you know 160 grams of protein a day, and for me that's probably four meals, four meals in a shake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the macros in that uh, decent. Yeah, because so, I just wanted to, I wanted people to see that this is what food can look like. This this oh, is amazing yeah, here. Like that is a uh, flaming mount. So if you uh, haven't tried it, you catch it. Come by on Saturday. We're what gonna is have that? that at the, our flaming mount. Uh, it, it's kind of like uh, it's a it's, it's, it's it, yeah. It has a lot of fresh veggies. Yeah. You know, yeah. bell peppers. We use some cheese, and we use uh, there's avocado in there. Nice. Yeah, and then we everything is you know we like to nice and toasted, so yeah. has that crunch. Yeah, and we're gonna actually have that at the vegan street fair. So nice. that'll be my first yeah. stop, and then of course yeah. the breakfast. So I wanted to do breakfast. Yeah, so we did breakfast for for a bit, um, and you know just simple things as pancakes. You know, man. So. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to this weekend. <laughs> Two days, man. We'll be training hard this weekend. <laughs> man, well, I, I just want to thank you guys for joining us again. Um, amazing to have you back. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, and Pleasure. thank you. Pleasure uh, having us. Sharing so much. Um, so, Vegan Street Fair Night, uh, tell the viewers again where it's going to be, where, where can they sign so, up? So, Vegan Street Fair Nights, you can click the link in my bio or go to veganstreetfair.com. And it's two nights. We have 21 and up on Saturday and starts at 3 to 10 p.m. in the afternoon. 
And Sunday, all ages, so bring the kids. We're going to have live band karaoke, so get your songs ready. Extra points for doing your best at Rita Franklin because <laughs> yes, that's, that's important. And um, yeah, it's going to be real fun. There's a, and you're going to be surprised. Bring your non-vegan mates. Yeah, that, that's that's my tip. And, and, and if that was their first introduction to vegan food. They're going to love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they hear me do some karaoke. But, uh, <laughs> well, hey, what would your song be? That should be the question. Now. What would my what song is, be? No, wait, wait, I say it like that. Like, it's not going to happen. Not what would your song be. What is your song going to be? My, I'm thinking, like, what? Bob Marley. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Something in the Baby, don't worry. You Can know, you pull it know. off? No, I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> I got skills. I got that's skills. Hey, you know what? TK, what are you? Next episode. What about you? Um... Because you're going to be there, and we're going to have our phones um, out, and social media is hard. Baby got back. Oh. oh. Nice choice. <laughs> to go along with those thirst traps in Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> guys, my name is Shaka Sweet. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Uh, you can buy me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, vegan Facket at Vegan Facket. Vegan Facket. We're the Vegan Hooligans. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.